the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Welcome aboard. Happy Wednesday. What a gorgeous day. Lots of sun, high of 82. Clear skies this evening, low 63. Tomorrow, sunny, breezy, high 77. Phil's 2-1 over Miami last night. Nick made time with a two-run homer in the top of the seventh to help the Phil's come from behind to win. They play again this evening at 640. Also, in our partnership with the Voice of the Martyrs, 46 folks have joined the circle, as we say, by providing at least one Bible for the persecuted church around the world. We're asking you to call in or go online and simply do a $6 contribution, picking up the cost of one Bible that will go to Ukraine, China, Cuba, Iraq, North Korea, or any number of dozens of other countries that Voice of the Martyrs works in. Thank you to William in Atco, New Jersey, and Allison in Flemington, New Jersey, who have helped out. You can do the same at 800-279-1969, 800-279-1969, or click the Voice of the Martyrs banner at WFIL.com. Again, 46 listeners in the circle. There's room for many more. We'll gladly break our hands and welcome you in as we seek to be a blessing to the persecuted church around the world. Very excited today to have Todd Nettleton with the Voice of the Martyrs sharing some stories. He does this for a living, so to speak. It's really his calling for many years with the Voice of the Martyrs, and he's going to help add some context for the work that's happening, including the Bibles that we're working on raising support for and sending along. So we'll take a quick early break and then bring Todd on board and uh, we'll take a little world tour, if you will, to understand more about what's happening with the persecuted church around the world. That's coming up next. Todd Nettleton with the Voice of the Martyrs and the Tim DeMar Show, AM 560 WFIL.com and on the WFIL app. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim DeMar Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, and uh, we are very glad to bring on board now an old friend, uh, Todd Nettleton with the Voice of the Martyrs. Hey, Todd. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for taking time to check in today. Thanks for having me. For sure. Folks will know you from the Voice of the Martyrs radio broadcast, which we had on WFIL for quite some time, Sunday mornings at 9. And, of course, the Voice of the Martyrs we're working with this month for a campaign called A Bible for Every Believer. We're asking listeners to call in or go online and contribute $6 for a single Bible, which could go to any number of countries that uh, the Voice of the Martyrs works in over 60, I think it is. Is that about right? Yeah, actually over 70 now. Wow. That's amazing. So we give examples like Cuba, Iraq, North Korea, uh, China, which you want to get into today. And so folks want to do that as, as much as you, you know, people want to do a lot, which is fine. We're kind of saying, hey, can you do just one? The goal being to raise awareness and just an appreciation for the persecuted church. Even just the single act of giving a single Bible can help 
uh, connect both ends, if you will. So if you want to do that, right off the bat, I just want to mention this, 800-279-1969 is the number. Again, $6 for one Bible, 800-279-1969, or on our homepage at WFIL.com. Uh, but today, and, and the reason I'm really glad Todd's uh, calling in, besides the fact he's a great guy, is to add some color to and, and stories as to what, what is going on, very specific examples of how your support including Bibles and prayer, really matter. So uh, maybe we go on a bit of a world tour if you're up for it, uh, Todd. And uh, Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Can we start in China? I mentioned China is one of the places the Bibles could go to. Um, I'll let you take the floor here for a bit. And then, you know, I know that there are other ways people can get updated on some of these stories too. But can we start in China? Yeah. China is experiencing a nationwide crackdown against the church against Christianity. Uh, president Xi Jinping, when before he was president of the whole country, he was the leader of uh, one province. That province was known as a hotbed of persecution. It was known as a place where there was a lot of persecution. There was a lot of efforts by the government to control religious expression. Uh, I think that Xi Jinping sees that as a part of his recipe for success. You know, how did he get this promotion from provincial leader to the president of the whole country, part of that he sees as, well, I did a good job of controlling religion. So he has brought that program to the national level. It is organized in Beijing. It is spread out all across the country. Uh, Just in the month of August, we saw four significant church raids, uh, churches being closed down, people in the church being arrested, uh, churches being told they can't meet in their building anymore. Uh, In one case, the church had already been kicked out of their building, so they were meeting in a tea shop, uh, sort of a restaurant, just gathered together for worship, gathered together for fellowship. The police came and raided the tea shop where they were meeting and kicked them out of there, said, hey, you have no right to meet here. You have no right to hold a religious gathering. That's happening literally all over China right now. Wow. Wow. Uh, Now, then one of those cases, uh, I heard about the Mayflower Church. Maybe you could elaborate on that because that's quite a story, what's happening with them. It is quite a story. It is a very fascinating story. This is a church that in uh, 2017, 2018, they gathered as a church congregation. They were in Shenzhen, which is just right across the border from Hong Kong. They saw what was happening in China. They saw what was happening in in supposedly free Hong Kong. And they gathered as a congregation and just talked through, hey, what is our future here as Christians? What is our future for our children? And wanting to raise them with biblical truth, they voted as a congregation, 53 people in favor, 17 opposed. They voted as a congregation to flee the country. Mm. They all left China They went first to South Korea, where they applied for asylum. They applied for refugee status. They said, hey, in China, we're being persecuted. Please let us stay here. The South Korean government essentially turned them away. They they dragged out the process and dragged it out. But then basically they saw no hope of getting asylum in South Korea. They have now just recently moved on to Thailand, and they're going to try again to get asylum, to get refugee status in Thailand. In South Korea, that is handled by the South Korean government. In Thailand, it is managed by the United Nations. So they think maybe they have a better chance in Thailand with the UN running the process. Uh, But they don't know what is going to happen. They are very concerned that at some point they're going to be forced to go back to China. They know 
The Chinese government is upset with them for leaving. In fact, some of their family members have been hauled in for interrogation. They have been threatened. They have been told, hey, tell your son, tell your daughter to come back to China. We want them back here. Um, so they are very concerned if, if they don't get asylum somewhere, they're going to be forced to go back to China. And, and they know they are facing persecution there. Chatting with Todd Nettleton with the Voice of the Martyrs on the Tim DeMoss Show today on WFIL in Philadelphia. Do you know much about that story in terms of are they split up? Are they Where are they physically right now? Are they in China still or are they in other parts another part of the world? Right now they're in Thailand and they are essentially on a 15-day tourist visa. Uh, so they are counting on something happening fairly quickly because at the end of 15 days they essentially are illegal in Thailand. So uh, it is it's a very fluid situation. It's something that that can we can certainly pray for right now. Um, they are very concerned that if they have to go back to China, they will be persecuted. They have experienced harassment even in South Korea, even in Thailand. In fact, uh, there was a story a journalist had gathered them together, was trying to interview them. They saw people outside with their phones taking video of them, and they just left. They're like, we're not going to talk to you. These people are are taking video. That's going to end up online. That's going to end up with the Chinese authorities. So they're they're very nervous about what the next steps are and, and what doors are going to open for them. Wow. And, and the idea that they're not even there, but the, uh, you know, where they were started out, but that the Chinese government still quote unquote after them. Right. I mean, isn't there that element of being pursued, like kind of on every side? Yes. And, and that's an important part of the story to tell. And, and frankly, I think that's part of the reason that South Korea did not give them asylum is because they didn't want to risk offending the Chinese government. I suspect uh, the Chinese government communicated behind the scenes, hey, do not let these people stay there. Do not give them refugee status uh, or, or there will be consequences. And so they, the Chinese government has a very long reach. Uh, they, they want to make life difficult for these believers, and, and they're doing that even in South Korea, even now in Thailand. Todd Nettleton with the Voice of the Martyrs is with us. We have a couple other places we want to travel on the globe, but before leaving China, at least for now, the, um, you know, you don't often hear, and I know it's not really the voice of the martyrs work from what I understand, you know, you're not helping, the goal is not to help churches move out of China. Uh, and it would even right. to a casual person be like, why are they leaving? Can't they just trust the Lord's like, okay, <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's much, I'm sure much harder, uh, you know, for them to stay in, in face of persecution. And we hear that, but the, the, the reality, I guess, is that things are so bad. You do have your children to think of. You do have the, how are they going to grow and, and um, be trained in the Lord's ways. At maybe at least for a season, you move to a place where you're, you're physically safer and able to do some of that. Um, so I don't know if you could speak to some of that and what, you, you know, what, what you're seeing with the work of the Voice of the Martyrs in China specifically. That is very true. And and. Particularly with this church, one of the big things was their children. Uh, the church at one point started a kind of a nursery school kindergarten. Uh, the government came in and closed that down. The, the Chinese government is passing laws and pressuring people to make sure their children are in Communist Party approved schools. Uh, so Christian schools are closed down. Homeschooling is out. Uh, as Christians, these parents are saying, wait a minute. Um, we don't we don't want to send our kids to the Communist Party school. 
And the Chinese government is saying, if you don't send your kids to the Communist Party school, we can say you're bad parents. We can actually uh, take away your parental rights, take away your children. And so it is really a difficult situation for Christian parents in China right now to to determine, okay, how do we how do we raise up our children in the way that they should go in the midst of this communist oppression, in the midst of all of the things in society that are telling them things that that are not biblical, that are not true. You mentioned at the beginning too. I forgot the name of the leader in China. Xi Jinping. Okay, so is the issue when the charges are being brought against churches? It's in the midst of religion and church life, but kind of where they were taking it or from that perspective, from the government side, is more about just control. So it's not even necessarily they care who you're worshiping. It's more about control and to your point, like to education and all of that. Like when, when there are charges brought, for example, against a church, are the charges religious in nature? Are they, uh, you know, what's the word? Are going against the government in nature? Or, or maybe some of each? Yeah, this, the issue, as you say, the issue is control. The, the Communist Party wants you to wake up every morning thinking, how can I be a good communist today? Uh, if you wake up every morning thinking, how can I follow Jesus today? They see you as a threat. They see you as a danger. And uh, one of the things, you, as you mentioned, the charges, they, they don't want to be identified as, as persecuting Christians. And so uh, I mentioned four churches raided in the month of August. Uh, in one case, the charge was assaulting a police officer. The The person refused to show their ID without seeing some kind of a warrant, some kind of a reason why their church was being raided. The police refused to show any, any warrant, but they did arrest this person for quote unquote, assaulting a police officer, not a religious charge. Okay. Uh, the second church was charged with organizing and financing illegal gatherings. Again, not a religious charge, not having to do with Christianity. Um, another church was charged with running an unregistered nonprofit. Uh, so you're doing charity work, but you didn't register your charity with the government. Again, not not a religious charge. So the Chinese government is going a long way to, to make this seem like it has nothing to do with Christianity. It has nothing to do with the growth of the church. But that's the reality. You know, when you see it growing church after growing church after growing church shut down, it doesn't matter you know, what they say the charges are, the, the reason that behind it is they want to control the church. They want to control religious expression, and they see the growth of the church as a direct threat to the Communist Party. Now, and not to bunny trail, but do you, and, and whether this is related or not, do you know if the Chinese government, in keeping with kind of trying to make it seem like they're not singling Christianity out, do you know if they persecute or, you know, do these sorts of things with other religions that I don't know how prevalent they are in China or not? Uh, do they, have they certainly do. Okay. Uh, and in fact, uh, I mean, the Uyghur Muslims, there are more than a million of them in what basically amount to concentration camps in Western China. So wow. they are the, the communist government is certainly opposed to all forms of religious expression. Again, they want you to wake up in the morning and think, how can I be a good communist today? How can I serve the state today? Uh, and so they see religion as something that's going to take you off that track, something that's going to cause you to think about other things before you think about being a good communist. Uh, and that that issue of control, they want to control the hearts and minds of the people. They know that religion and in particular Jesus uh, is is a threat to their control. Wow. Well, wow. folks, just tuning in with chat with Todd Nettleton today on the Tim DeMoss show on WFIL in Philadelphia 
Uh, he's with the Voice of the Martyrs and the radio broadcast. You can catch Sundays at 9. If you want to help out, uh, and Todd's telling some stories today, current things, what's going on, to add some color to what we're doing this month, working with the Voice of the Martyrs to help raise us one kind of support, the Word of God, to put in the hands of the persecuted church. Six dollars is all it takes to provide one Bible. You can do more, but part of really a large part of what we're doing is asking folks to do, uh, do a lot of folks to do one, to grow the circle, to draw it larger, to help more and more folks become aware of what's going on in places like China and other countries around the world. So if you'd like to help out with that, uh, single Bible, and certainly prayer, 800-279-1969 is the number, 800-279-1969, or right on our homepage at WFIL.com. Taking a brief break, come back with more with Todd Nettleton with the Voice of the Martyrs. It's Tim DeMar's show on WFIL. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. AM 560 WFIL, it's the Tim DeMoss Show. Todd Nettleton with the Voice of the Martyrs, our guest today on the program. You can hear that uh, radio broadcast Sunday mornings at 9 on WFIL. Before the break, we were talking about uh, the persecuted church in China. Uh, Todd, before we go further, I'd like to travel to Mozambique next, if you have a moment on that. But um, just so folks are aware of the program, take a second and let people know about the radio show and and kind of how they can get connected to it, whether they listen Sunday mornings at 9 or at other times that there's a podcast or things like that. Well, certainly we'd encourage you to listen Sunday mornings right here at 9 a.m. You can also find it at vomradio.net. You can search for Voice of the Martyrs or VOM Radio wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, our goal every week is to uh, introduce you to what it means to follow Christ in, in difficult places, places where Christians are persecuted. So uh, we typically are talking with someone who has been persecuted. Uh, in fact, I'm working on a show coming up with the, the wife the widow of a martyred Christian worker in the Middle East. And we will hear her story of losing her husband and really, frankly, being kind of mad at God. Hey, God, how could you let my husband be killed? She had two small children. She was pregnant at the time he was killed. Uh, And working through that that pain and and frustration to come to the point of, of forgiving the people who killed her husband, those are the kind of guests we have. We also have workers who are active in places where Christians are persecuted. Maybe they haven't themselves been persecuted yet, but they talk about what God is doing in those places, how the church operates, how, what it's like to be a Christian. Those are the kind of stories we tell, again, every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. right here, or find Voice of the Martyrs Radio online or wherever you listen to podcasts. Very good, very good. Todd Nettleton with the Voice of the Martyrs with us. Uh, we're going to travel to Mozambique in a second. If you want to help out in our partnership this month, a Bible for every believer, it's $6 for a single Bible. You can do more, but we're just asking as many people to be involved to do a single Bible at $6. And they'll go to places like China. It could be North Korea, Iraq, Cuba, or many other places. The number is 800-279-1969, 800-279-1969, or on our homepage at WFIL.com. Uh, the story from Mozambique, uh, I'll give you the floor and let you let you go for it. Well, this just happened a couple of Tuesdays ago. Uh, six Mozambican Christians were killed. They were actually beheaded by a terrorist group that has pledged allegiance to ISIS uh, that is active in Mozambique. A couple of interesting things. This happened near a city called Nampula, 
which is way further south than where we have seen this terrorist group active before. And so, in fact, Nampula is a place that was thought to be safe. A lot of the people in the north who had been affected by previous attacks by this group had fled south. They had fled to Nampula thinking, okay, now we're safe. We're away from the terrorists. So the fact that it happened there is very significant. The other thing that's very significant and really moves me about this story, one of the people killed, in, in addition to the six Mozambican Christians, there was a nun, an Italian nun who had been in Mozambique for almost 60 years serving the people there. She also was killed in this terrorist attack, but before she was killed, she called up her niece uh, and left a voicemail message for her niece. She ended that voicemail message by saying, I have forgiven those who will kill me. You do the same. Uh, I have forgiven them. I want to be sure that you forgive them as well. She was shot very shortly after leaving that voicemail message. Uh, this is really an underreported story. There are in northern Mozambique, somewhere the UN says more than 700,000 people have been displaced by this group. The locals there call them al-Shabaab, which is just Arabic for the young people or the youth. It is not directly related or connected to the al-Shabaab terrorist group in Somalia, uh, but they are specifically attacking Christians and churches. In fact, when they go into a village, we've heard stories from the Christians there. They will gather everyone in the village in the center of town. They will then ask, are you a Muslim or a Christian? If you're a Christian, you are killed. If you're a Muslim, they want to hear you recite some verses from the Quran to prove that you really are a Muslim, and then they might let you live. Wow. Uh, but that's the kind of thing that is happening in northern Mozambique. And again, really underreported. It, it's not something the world is paying attention to, but, but really should be. So, Todd, now I'm thinking compared to China, you were talking about earlier where the motivation perhaps might be more control. And I'm guessing control is, is a common theme no matter what. Would this situation in Mozambique be a bit more specifically religious based and why the control in the religious realm, the group. Doing it, it is definitely more religion oriented. These are Islamist terrorists. They want to set up an Islamic state in the Northern part of Mozambique. They want to run everything according to Islamic law. And so they are directly seeking, they are hunting for Christians uh, to either kill them, to get them out of the area, out of what they hope to establish as an Islamic state. Uh, one of the things that's happening because of that, uh, these terrorists are, are saying, we're, we're good Muslims. We're doing things according to Islamic principles. Uh, there is some openness to the gospel among what we might call, call more nominal Muslims. Uh, because they see the terrorist attacks and they say, well, you know, wait a minute, I, I don't think that is a good Muslim. I, I, if, if that's what it looks like to be a good Muslim, I don't want to be one. Yeah. Uh, and so there are pastors who are specifically choosing to stay in areas affected by the terrorist group to minister the gospel and even to reach out to Muslims in those areas and try to try to take advantage of the hunger that exists. Wow. You're just tuning in with chat with Todd Nettleton with the Voice of the Martyrs, the radio broadcast itself. You can catch Sunday mornings at 9 on WFIL. This month, we're working with the Voice of the Martyrs, something called a Bible for Every Believer, just asking listeners to step up and do a $6 contribution to cover the cost of one, which can go to places like Iraq and Ukraine, North Korea, China, and many others. Uh, the number is 800-279-1969. If you want to step up and help out in that way, 800-279-1969. 
or WFIL.com. Providing a Bible and praying are not fancy, but they're fundamentally important. And I can imagine, I don't know, Todd, if you get a chance to hear much from the field with regard to how often someone does have a Bible with them. I'm thinking, how do you make sense out of your life when you're on the run and you're being hunted? Uh, At bare minimum, I I mean, I'd be shaking in my boots, but at bare minimum, I'd want to have a copy of God's word to put my nose into and remember the scriptures that speak even specifically to the persecution they're undergoing. I, I don't know if you get to hear much about that at all or um, anyway. So uh, yeah, we do hear. And in fact, you know, staying in Mozambique, we have delivered aid to some of the displaced Christians in the Northern part of that country. People who've had to flee their homes, their villages. Some of them have become separated from family members or the family members have been killed. And you know, sometimes they don't know if family is still alive or dead or what has happened. Yes, they're very happy for the food that we're able to deliver. They're very happy for the tarps uh, that we're able to deliver that they can put over and sleep under. But the thing that they have been most excited to receive is audio Bibles. Mm. Uh, We are delivering audio Bibles in their language, and they love it because it encourages them. They can hear the scriptures. They can have it with them at all the times. But the other thing they love is... uh, because it's an audio Bible, they can easily share it with other people. Hey, come, come, let's listen to this together. Uh, and so, like I say, they, they love it that we're praying for them. They love it that we're delivering food. They love the tarps, but they are most excited when those audio Bibles come. And that's the thing that they ask for more of. Hey, you know, can you send more of these? We need more of these. We need more people to have these. And so they they understand the value of God's word. They understand how it sustains them in times of trouble and trial. Uh, and they also understand what a key part it is of reaching other people with the gospel is, is having them be able to hear and read and, and know God's word. Wow. Wow. It's very powerful. Uh, on a side note, Todd, I know you have a, I guess a sports background in addition to prior, you know, prior to your time with voice of the martyrs, um, uh, and I'm thinking my background often has music in it. And uh, sometimes I think of songs that go along with different things. And when you were talking there about the uh, the people being brought out and saying, are you a Muslim or are you a Christian? And if they're a Christian, they're, they're killed. Uh, I'm, I was thinking of the Michael W. Smith song, This Is Your Time, uh, which had to do with the Columbine shooting over 20 years ago. Uh, and the song talks about if you were asked, what would you say? And it's a it's a powerful song. I, I don't know if you've ever uh, have there ever been songs in your um, experience that have kind of been tied to not officially necessarily, but tied with the work of the Voice of the Martyrs or the persecuted church. Um, there, there's one other one I think of. I play sometimes on the show for a lot of different things we do. Uh, Rich Mullins' song "The Other Side of the World," where a key line says, "The other side of the world is not so far away, and the distance just dissolves into the love." As as and I, I repeat that because it's like just because someone is not in your vision doesn't mean you you know be proactive stop what you're doing long enough to do something briefly even if it's just to call and give a, a Bible that's a tangible act but just I'm curious if musically has have any songs come to mind or even if it's to him something that's often you used? know the the one that comes immediately to my mind is I have decided to follow Jesus mm. uh, no turning back no turning back though none go with me still I will follow. Uh, and that one is is such a <laughs> such an example of what our persecuted brothers and sisters say every day. I have decided to follow Jesus, even if nobody else goes with me. 
I have decided to follow. No, no matter what it costs me, I have decided to follow. Um, that that's the one that comes immediately to my mind. Wow. Todd Nettleton's with us today on the Tim DeMoss show on WFIL. He's with the voice of the martyrs. We're going to take a brief break, come back and take one more little travel around the world to find out more about the work of the voice of the martyrs. We're working with them together this month to provide a Bible for every believer as much as we can, the persecuted church around the world. It's just $6. If you're willing to help out and they're going to many different countries, uh, the voice of the martyrs works in around 70 or more countries. Now 800-279-1969 is the number 800-279-1969 right in our homepage. Another option as well at WFIL.com back with more in just a moment. WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. AM560 WFIL, it's the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for listening in. Todd Nettleton with the Voice of the Martyrs is our guest today. The, uh, the program you can catch every Sunday morning at 9. Uh, also, uh, you know, Todd actually is kind enough to check in every now and again, including this month as we work with the Voice of the Martyrs to provide Bibles for the persecuted church around the world. Uh, if you want to do that, 800-279-1969 is the number, 800-279-1969. You can do as many as you want, but really, we'd be thrilled with like lots and lots of people doing one for $6, because if we have uh, a thousand people doing uh, one Bible or one person doing a thousand Bibles, I'd rather have the thousand people doing one Bible, right? I mean, that way, I'm sure in your world, you are trying to glue what you're seeing in the field with the, with the people that you're broadcasting to and try to get them connected for that, that sense of support. Cause we're all one body, as it says in Romans. We are one body and you're absolutely right. We've, one of the things that happens when we write a check or we give a Bible is it reminds us to pray. Uh, and so that's, that's frankly why we'd rather have a thousand people give one Bible than one person give a thousand Bibles, because that means a thousand people, when they open their Bible every day, they're going to think, oh yeah, I sent a Bible to China. I need to pray for the church in China. I sent a Bible to the Middle East. I need to pray for Christians in the Middle East. We want to connect the body of Christ around the world and, and invite people to, to really make a direct difference in the life of a Christian. And uh, we talk about at Voice of the Martyrs, a Bible for every believer, every believer living in a hostile and restricted nation, having their own copy of God's word, uh, not, not a fantasy, not a dream, something that the body of Christ can accomplish uh, in our generation. Uh, and so that's why we're inviting people to be involved in that and, and to give a Bible and be a part of a Bible for every believer living in hostile and restricted nations. By the way, Todd, during our conversation uh, about Mozambique, you were mentioning the audio Bibles and being in their recipient's language. I think it's just a, it's a detail that we may not even really think about, but you're not sending Bibles in English necessarily unless you know they can be put to use in English. But that's a whole other piece of the ministry, right, to make sure that the word of God that's going to these different countries is is readable. I mean, fundamentally, but it's important. Mm-hmm. It is very, very important. And it's, you know, in some of these countries, it's a significant challenge. Uh, Let me just tell a quick story. This is a a blessing of COVID. We all know about the curses of COVID. Well, let me tell you a story about the blessing of COVID. We had uh, a significant quantity of Bibles ready to go into a restricted nation in the Middle East, a very closed country in the Middle East. We had printed the Bibles. We had gotten them to the border of that country. They were staged there. They were ready to go in. Uh, but we kept running into roadblocks about getting them into the country. We just couldn't couldn't get them over the hump. We we couldn't get them across that border. 
COVID came along and suddenly that border became a lot more open. Uh, there wasn't near as much tracking of, of, you know, searching individual vehicles, searching what's going on. Hey, what are you having that suitcase? There was just much less of that during the COVID shutdown. And we were able to get thousands of Bibles across that border into that Middle Eastern country, uh, specifically because of COVID. I, like it was a direct blessing of the pandemic was that border was suddenly a lot more open. And so that, you know, that points to some of the challenges. It is difficult to get Bibles into these places. Uh, sometimes that involves printing them somewhere else and delivering them. Sometimes it involves printing them on the black market within the country. Uh, sometimes it involves Christians who are willing to literally risk their lives and their freedom uh, to have a Xerox machine at their house and, and print the Bibles right there. Um, so it is, it is challenging work, but it's also exciting work. When you get to deliver one of these Bibles and see the look on someone's face when they understand this is a Bible it was provided by Christians in the West, and it is yours. You can take it home. You can read it. You can share it. Whatever you want to do with it, you own it. It's yours. When you see the look on their face, when they understand that, it is really an amazing experience. Oh, wow. Wow. Getting goosebumps thinking about that. And I'm just thinking on our end, not to me, that we have everybody has problems, but uh, I'm just thinking of a $5 and a $1 bill crump up in my pocket and you know, take that out and give that. That's what most of us could do and uh, and how powerful it is on the other end. So we encourage folks, if you're willing to step up and help out with a single Bible for $6, that's, uh, that's, the, that's the big benefit on the other end, receiving that Bible with such joy and really, in, in, in many times, very difficult circumstances, how you're going to be providing the Word of God to be an encouragement to someone in the persecuted church around the world. Uh, the number again is 800-279-1969 to do that, 800 279 1969 or at WFIL.com. You can do more than one, but don't let that stop. You don't think you have to do five or 10 or a hundred. One is plenty. And we will celebrate each individual doing that. Um, and Todd Nettleton with the voice of the martyrs is spending time with us today. One of the things I'd love to do is ask you about Afghanistan and you would know this since this is what you do for a living. So to speak, it's your calling is how sometimes things are in the news and then they get knocked off the front page, uh, but they're still very much real and important to think about and know about and pray about. Uh, so Afghanistan, not that long ago on the front page, not as much anymore. My understanding is there's still a lot going on. It, it is certainly still going on. And I think, you know, sort of the biggest headline for listeners is there are still Christians in Afghanistan. I think you know, a year ago with the U.S. pullout, with the Taliban takeover, with hundreds of thousands of Afghanistans trying to get out of the country, there was some talk that, oh, probably all the Christians are gone. No, nope, all the Christians are not gone. There are still our brothers and sisters, our family members in Afghanistan, in every part of Afghanistan, every province of Afghanistan. Now, their lives have become a bit more challenging in the last year. But the thing to remember about Afghanistan is even before the Taliban took over the country, the first line of persecution is your own family. It's your dad. It's your big brother. It's someone around you who says, wait a minute, we're a Muslim family. If you're going to be part of this family, you have to be a Muslim. You cannot be a Christian. Uh, and so, you know, Christians there have always faced that kind of pressure. Now, now, in addition to your own family, you have to worry about the national government. You have to worry about the Taliban. Uh, and so what has happened in the last year and, and often happens with Christians is they are moving frequently because 
once your family or your neighbors start asking questions about, hey, you didn't go to the mosque on Friday. Where were you? Oh, hey, it's been three weeks in a row and you've, you haven't been to the mosque on Friday for Friday prayers. Well, what's going on with you? Mm. Once they start asking those kind of questions, you face a, a really difficult decision. Hey, do I, do I tell them I'm not a Muslim anymore? I'm a follower of Jesus. Or do I pack up and move? so that hopefully they won't put two and two together. They won't notice. They won't report me to the Taliban. Um, so one of the Christians that Voice of the Martyrs is in contact with in the first eight months after the Taliban takeover, he and his family had to move three times uh, because people started asking questions. They packed up and moved. Now, obviously, in the course of that, he lost his job because, you know, he moved. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's a challenging thing economically for the whole country but Christians especially are because they have to move around because they have to be so quiet. And uh, I spoke with one of our staff who has lived in Afghanistan, speaks the language, talks to Afghan Christians every single day. Um, a lot of the evangelism there happens question by question. Uh, you know, maybe you tell a story from the Bible. You don't say, Hey, this is a Bible story, but you tell say one of Jesus parables. Hey, did you hear this, this story? If they respond favorably, you might tell another story and another story. And then at some point you might say, hey, you know, those stories I've been telling you, they're from the Bible. So that's sort of that slow step-by-step -step seed planting process. Now, if you tell the story and they say, hey, that's a stupid story. Where'd you get that? Then you sort of back off and, and you don't pursue it anymore. But that type of relational slow moving step-by-step -step evangelism is how the gospel is spreading in Afghanistan. And some of that is happening within the country. Some of that is happening from some of the Afghan Christians that did flee a year ago. They're still on the phone with their friends and their relatives in the country. They're still on social media with their friends and their relatives in the country. So some of that seed planting is happening from outside the country as well. Todd Nettleton's with us today on the Tim DeMoss show and WFIL. I'm, as you're talking there, I'm thinking about the desire to keep um, you know up on what's going on. Is there, is there a, a place folks can go as on the Voice of the Martyrs website or whatever where different stories are kind of updated every now and again as, it, as it's safe to do so and, and all that? Absolutely. Uh, again, I would encourage people listen to Voice of the Martyrs Radio every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. right here. You can also sign up for the Voice of the Martyrs magazine. If you come to our website, persecution.com, an easy one to remember, persecution.com, right at the top of the page, there's a button that says free magazine. And so sign up there, give us your name and address. We will send you every month the free Voice of the Martyrs magazine. And I'll tell you what else. When you give a Bible, you're going to receive that magazine as well. So I would encourage people to uh, give a Bible, $6, one Bible, and you'll start to receive the Voice of the Martyrs magazine that way too. And, and every month you'll hear or read these stories uh, and, and be able to pray. One of the things we really try to equip people with the radio program, with the magazine, is how do I pray for my brothers and sisters in China? How do I pray for my brothers and sisters in Afghanistan? We want to equip the body of Christ to be a body of prayer for our brothers and sisters who are facing persecution. Yeah, and, and along that line, just to, to plant a seed, because it'll be here before you know it, there's an International Day of Prayer for Persecuted Christians coming up in November. And I understand that uh, Voice of the Martyrs actually not only is trying to you know raise awareness for that, but also has a lot of resources. I'm thinking pastors and people want to plan ahead a little bit like, oh, you know what? We can actually not just think about the day before or the week of, 
but we could actually take time and talk about that if you're aware of the different I guess some, some resources and things that pastors and churches could use, Bible studies and all that. Absolutely. The International Day of Prayer for Persecuted Christians, traditionally first Sunday in November. Now, maybe you want to do it at your church on the second Sunday or the third Sunday, but but make sure there's a Sunday where you specifically pray for persecuted Christians. Again, our website, persecution.com, we've got a banner right at the top of the page leading people to the resources for IDOP. Uh, we put a video out each year. This year it focuses specifically on Nigeria and, and the persecution that Christians are facing there. And the idea of the video is, is simply to put a face on our persecuted family. It's easy to say, God bless persecuted Christians. Uh, it becomes more personal when we know who they are and we know what they're going through. That's why we do that video each year. There are also resources like slides for specific prayer requests that, that are on slides that you can put up on a screen. There is a sermon outline. If you're a pastor, if you're a Sunday school teacher, you can take the whole thing. You can borrow part of it however you want to use it. Uh, but lots of resources at persecution.com for the International Day of Prayer for Persecuted Christians. That's excellent. That's great. That's great. We'll put that link in the podcast of our program, too, so folks can uh, look that up and get connected through that. And again, if you want to help out by providing a Bible in our partnership with Voice of the Martyrs this month, it's simply 800-279-1969. $6 for one Bible. goes a very long way. Certainly prayer does, too, and very necessary. And the Lord knows how to apply all of that wherever it needs to go. 800-279-1969 or at WFIL.com. Uh, Todd, just one last question for you. I'm thinking for you personally, how you view your role in the overall story of the work of Voice of the Martyrs, uh, I think I'm similar to you in that I'm trying to connect our fine audience with the fine work that Voice of the Martyrs is doing. But one one step down the line beyond that, of course, the persecuted church, too. Um, you know, from your vantage point, what you get to see and what you're trying to communicate both directions. How do you how do you approach that? How do you feel about it? You know, I'm thinking a lot of different things to be true about that. Um you know, I, I really see myself as a storyteller, uh, and I get to tell the amazing stories of, of God's faithfulness, the amazing stories of heroes of the faith, people who are, are living out their faith at such a high level, and people who, uh, you know, the book of Hebrews, in Hebrews chapter 11, it has that phrase, of whom the world was not worthy. Uh, literally, these who have suffered for the name of Christ are too good for this world, uh, I have the the holy privilege of of having a cup of tea with them and getting to ask them questions and uh, getting to hear their stories and then help tell their stories. Um, so I I still get excited to come to work every day. I I'm coming up on 25 years here at Voice of the Martyrs and I am still excited every day to be able to share these stories and inspire American Christians with with the faithfulness of God and the faithfulness of His people around the world. I would think that would be very um humbling too, as you, as you are talking with those folks, not, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I, I have a coworker here who says, and often as he is overseas, he says, I'm the least holy person in the room. And I say, <laughs> amen to that. That's a hundred percent true. That's funny. That's great. Uh, last, as you were talking there from Hebrews, is there a verse that you uh, often think of, or I've, I've been asking listeners to email in uh, just as an appreciation. Hey, you're giving a Bible to someone because you know what it means to you, is there, you know, all of it matters, but is there a verse that sometimes comes to mind more or it could be one of several or whatever? 
you know, the verse that, that my parents have prayed over me for, you know, I'm 52, so a long time now, is Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the plans I have for you, plans to bring about good. But in the context of that chapter, he has just told the Israelites they're going to go into exile for 70 years. Um, so, like, you're going through a really difficult time, but I know the plans I have for you, and the plans are for good. And so I think... Uh, in in the lives of our persecuted brothers and sisters, that's often their story as well. Hey, you're going to jail for nine years. In the case of Pastor Wang Yi in China right now, serving a nine-year prison sentence, you're going to jail for nine years. But I know the plans I have for you, and they are plans for good. Uh, and I think that reminder and that sort of juxtaposition of, hey, you're going into exile. Hey, you're going into this really difficult season, but I have good plans for you. Uh, is a great reminder for me personally, and I think it's a great reminder for our brothers and sisters who suffer persecution as well. Wow. Wow. Amen. Todd Nettleton with the Voice of the Martyrs, our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show. You can catch Todd Sunday mornings at 9 on WFIL with the Voice of the Martyrs radio broadcast. More information to persecution.com. Todd, thank you so much for taking time today. It's always great to hear from you and uh, get updates as to what's happening in the world. And Hopefully we can have you on again before too long, as I'm sure there's always more updates to share. There is always stuff going on. Thank you so much. I I always look forward to, and I always appreciate the time I get to have with you. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. And uh, can I throw a PS? Is there something people can pray for you about specifically in your work? Uh, I am going to be doing some speaking here in the coming weeks, and I just pray that the Lord will uh, speak through me and give me the right words to say. Okay. We can do that. That's great. Thanks again, Todd. God bless you. Have a great rest of the day. Keep up the great work. All right. I appreciate that. You have a good day as well. It's Todd Nettleton with the Voice of the Martyrs on the Tim DeMoss Show today. Again, you can catch the radio broadcast. He does Sunday mornings at 9 on WFIL, persecution.com for more info on the ministry. And we invite you to go to WFIL.com and help out in the work of the Voice of the Martyrs as we team up with them this month to provide Bibles for the persecuted church around the world, 70-plus countries that they work in, including China, Ukraine, Cuba, and many others. $6 is all it costs. We would encourage you to be part of that. You can do more than one, but we're really looking to see as many people can be involved, even as much as as many Bibles as well. They're both good, but we're celebrating the amount of folks who step up and say, I'll help out. 800-279-1969 to do that. 800-279-1969 or again on our homepage at WFIL.com. I want to close out the program as we were talking with uh, Todd Nettleton. I asked him about music that comes to mind when he thinks about the persecuted church and the work of the Voice of the Martyrs. And he simply named a, a great uh, old hymn, which uh, Amy Grant also did later and kind of put a different spin on. I think Elevation Worship, even more recently, has done the same thing. We're going to end with a version of Bill Gaither's, uh, I have decided, a live version Gaither's, by the way, going to be in uh, Ben Salem on the 29th of this month. Looking forward to that very much. For now, Bill Gaither live. I have decided. It's Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.